Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, Masters in Exercise Science and Minor in Reality, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, I looked at how you can increase your resting metabolism so that you can burn more calories while you're just sitting there. So if that interests you, check out last week's podcast. This week, I am going to share with you the one of the two most important things that you could possibly do to keep yourself healthy and to live longer. And I don't normally do this kind of a plug at the beginning of the podcast, but if you know of anyone who is currently alive and doesn't want to be dead, you should share this podcast with them because it's a very important topic. Now, the most important thing, in my opinion, and in a lot of the literature says is to have a good diet and exercise on a regular basis. And you can throw in, get your sleep and your water and all that. But even if you do that, there are things that can go wrong in your body. You could be genetically predisposed for something. That's not very likely, but it is possible. Your good diet may not be as good as you think it is. Because a lot of us will eat out and we eat things that we probably shouldn't. There are your, your body makes mistakes. Every day you make 300 billion new cells. That is 300, that is three with eight zeros after it. That's a lot of new cells and the amount of information in every one of those cells is just, I mean, it's like several sets of encyclopedias for those of you that remember what the encyclopedias were. So that's a lot of information that has to be copied. And if there's a mistake in the wrong place, then bad things happen. And then there's the environment. Um, you can't help what you breathe in. Um, you, you're going down the street, a car goes by, the exhaust comes out, you, you're going to breathe it in. You can't hold your breath for that long. Um, I was going for a run yesterday, and the field beside of me, the guy came by with this big tractor and was spraying this poison stuff everywhere, and I got gassed with whatever it was he was spraying. Um, you know, I couldn't hold my breath. I was running, so I turned around the other direction. But still, I, I breathed in some of whatever this stuff was that they were spraying. So you can't really run from your environment. So there's all this stuff that can go wrong. What we want to do is make sure that if something of this goes wrong, that you die with it instead of dying from it. So let's get started on the things that you need to get checked for. The first one I want to talk about is atherosclerosis. It's a big kind of scary word and it should be because it's a big kind of scary thing. It's commonly referred to as hardening of the arteries and it is the cause of about 610,000 deaths in the United States every year. It's the number one killer in the United States. And actually, you go worldwide, it's even more of the number one killer. It's a greater percentage. So this is a huge thing. Now, it's something you need to get checked for, but let's talk about the causes of it. The number one cause is LDL cholesterol. Now, when I say LDL cholesterol, everybody thinks cholesterol is bad. If you don't have cholesterol in your body, you can't make cell membranes. You can't make a lot of the hormones that you need to survive. Cholesterol is absolutely essential for your survival. You must have cholesterol. Now, where does cholesterol come from? The cholesterol that's in your bloodstream, your body manufactures this cholesterol. It, it makes it in the liver and sends it out to the rest of the body. 
So you you get your cholesterol from there. You don't get it from the from what you eat. However, that doesn't take your diet off the hook. I'll explain that in just a minute or two. But you've got this cholesterol that has to get from where it's manufactured to where it's needed. Now, the body's highway system is the bloodstream. The problem is your blood is basically water. It's water with stuff floating in it. Cholesterol is a fat or an oil, and we all know oil and water just don't mix. So the only way you're going to get cholesterol from point A to point B is you've got to pack it in something, like a little shipping container, so it will make it from point A to point B. So you've got these little shipping containers. Um, One kind is a less dense, and one kind is more dense. You have a low-density lipoprotein, which is a protein that holds lipids. Lipids are fats. And you've got a high density. High density are good, low density are bad. I remember healthy density, lousy density. So you've got these lipoprotein carriers that carry the lipids. Now, this is where the rest of your diet comes in because actually it's the LDL carriers that are the problem, not necessarily the cholesterol itself because the cholesterol is the same whether it's in an LDL shipping container or an HDL shipping container. So you've got the uh, LDL shipping containers. They also are used to carry triglycerides. So if you eat a lot of saturated fats, that's going to put the your blood lipid level up, which is going to need more shipping containers to carry the stuff around, which is by uh, default going to push your LDL levels up because you're going to have more of both kinds of shipping containers. So that's why your diet does matter, but it's not necessarily your dietary cholesterol. It's more your dietary saturated fat. Now, I know some of you are like, well, I don't eat that much saturated fat, and I exercise. I'm a runner, okay? I'm a runner, too. And two of my good friends who are distance runners had to have uh, serious bypass surgery because of the blockages caused by the LDL cholesterol. So just because you're a runner, just because you exercise on a regular basis does not absolve you of needing to be tested for this. Well, the next thing people say is, well, I don't feel bad. I feel fine. Okay, your body is an absolute miracle. It is way over-designed. You've got two of most organs. You You can lose a tremendous amount of your health and never know it. The number one symptom, the number one feeling of a problem with uh, your cardiovascular system is death. That's the number one. Most people have no idea there's anything wrong with them, and they well, they, they at least have a, a heart attack or a stroke. That That's something that comes up. So just waiting till you feel bad is probably not going to be good enough. You need to get the blood test. Now, there's different blood tests that are, are done. Most people, when you go to the doctor, they give you a cholesterol test. They check your they check your blood. They check your cholesterol. Your cholesterol needs to be less than 200 total, but your LDL needs to be less than 100. Also, a better check, and if you can get your insurance to pay for this and your doctor to do the test, which those are two things that would be difficult, the little shipping containers are actually made out of APOB, and, and that's, that's short for a really long word, but it's it, they're called APOB. And if you can get your ApoB checked, that tells you the number of things that are doing the damage. Because the cholesterol test, they break open the shipping containers and see how much cholesterol was in them. The ApoB, they actually check how many of these little shipping containers are there. Because the shipping containers are what's going to do the damage. 
So if your, your ApoB also needs to be less than 100 if you can get that done. Now, the other thing that can happen when these arteries start losing their plasticity is that your blood pressure will go up. High blood pressure can cause all kinds of things, it brain bleeds, strokes, um, it can cause serious kidney damage. So you really don't want your blood pressure to go up. And your blood pressure needs to be 120 over 80 or less. It used to be thought that you could get to 130, 135, over 80 to 85, and that was fine. That's not really the case. So you need to be 120 over 80 or less, and it needs to be taken correctly. Most of the time, you go to the doctor's office, they have you walk in, sit down, they immediately take your blood pressure. You need to be seated and still for five minutes before you check your blood pressure. That's going to give you an accurate reading. Mechanical blood pressure cuffs are better than the uh, automatic blood pressure cuffs, but if you're going to do it at home, most of us are not equipped to, they don't have, we don't have the stethoscope and all that, and we don't know how to check your blood pressure. But if you want to keep track of your health, you should probably be, if you're over age 30, you should be obsessed with your blood pressure. You should be taking it on a regular basis. If you use the mechanical cuff, and it gives you a read a high reading immediately you know, check it again do it a few times um, for over a period of time and if it's trending towards high just much higher over 120 over 80 you need to go see a doctor take the readings that you've done at home with you to show your doctor now uh, I, I just want to do a quick aside here a lot of people I know are really hesitant to take medicine and a prominent neurosurgeon I was talking to recently he said that actually some of the high blood pressure medicine has a positive side effect that if you, because he said he wished he could take it, but his blood pressure wasn't high enough. But if you take the high blood pressure medicine, it has a secondary side effect of helping to prevent cognitive decline and dementia. So just because you're taking a medicine that does have a side effect, once in a while there are positive side effects. So first off, you want to get checked for your ApoB or cholesterol, and you want to check your blood pressure on a regular basis and keep on top of these things. Next week, I'll talk about some more screenings that you really need to help keep you alive and keep your fitness just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, Please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.